do I need eyes to see? Coming to get you, Barbara. Welcome to Launch Boys. I'm one of the hosts, TJ Harkness. Also on here with me is Justin Splurton, the almighty, I just jizzed in my hand, Burton. That might be the most names I've ever had. Mm-hmm. I usually have a lot, but that one's probably the longest. <clears throat> However, oh, I can't talk now. Got me all tongue twisted. Blah, blah, blah. Hello, everyone. Yeah, it's the jizz in the hand. It got me thinking too much. Like, I thought maybe you were watching me earlier or something. I got that from a Soundgarden song. Hmm. <laughs> could could you sing it? Nope. Oh. Jizz in my hands. Why are you singing Elton John? <laughs> <laughs> what Wait, that's, a, that's an Elton John song? It's not jizz in my hands, but... I think, I think it is. Could be. I mean... Also, that pseudo masculine slash I've got a hairier belly belly button than anybody alive. Skyler, there is no Dana, only wood. Belly button where shirt lint goes to die. That's the lint graveyard. It just like <laughs> and pulls it in and it tightens it up into a little ball. <laughs> it's like a fucking Venus flytrap <laughs> for lint. Mm. And then I have to dig it out. I have to dig the bones out with my finger. Your lint has bones? Uh, sometimes. So Yeah. You guys are going to be real pissed at me. You didn't record again. I did. I'm actually recording right now. <laughs> you bitch. I'll say I call my asshole the penis flytrap. <laughs> like, do wieners just fly up to your butt? Mm-hmm. Oh. I open it up and it... It attracts them. There's a flavor. And they buzz around, and when they land on it, I get them. Got them. <laughs> got them. So we got a couple Venus flytraps from Lowe's because we thought it was cool. And uh, did you know, I well, I mean, if you, is your penis like this? Apparently there's only like each mouth has like three or four bites before it dies and falls off. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Um. Yeah. If I'm being honest, my ass has not got to taste the sweet, gooey flesh of a penis yet. So (laughs) I'm not sure. I've been trying for years, but uh, I'm not sure how many bites it's got. All right. Get back to me because I'm I'm curious about that. Burton goes into the all-male strip club and he's backing down (laughs) the alleyway with his ass. Mm. He's leading ass first. I keep it fertilized in water and watered, um, you know, just hoping that maybe one day it will find a suitor, but... That's all you can do. That's all you can do. It's a suitor. <laughs> He's bona fide. <laughs> oh. oh! I'm so glad that Skyler knows your obscure... I can't talk. Obscure movie references. Well, you know that. Do I? It's, oh, brother, where art thou? Ooh. Yeah, see, but I didn't catch it. Skyler is there for you. So, how are you guys doing? Uh huh. I got the NASCAR going. Well, it stopped. So, you know, I got so the, good. the Christmas lights in full effect. 
Just been sitting here on uh, chat roulette, jerking off to randoms. <laughs> Thanks, Jake. The randos. Yeah. I forgot about chat roulette until it was brought up a little earlier and then again just now. Do you think when a dude's jerking off on there and another dude pops up jerking off, do you think there's ever a moment where they look into each other's eyes and finish? Or do you no, think they have they a bait off. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. We should do that sometime for an episode. Just get on chat roulette nope. naked. Nope. Nope. Like just all three of us just in the, in the same room. So we need to do like a stylized masturbation. That's yeah. right there is where you okay. really earn points. Uh, I mean, elaborate. How do you stylize? Like how much flair do you have? Pizzazz to it, you know? What are you doing? Like doing it with a handful of confetti or something? <laughs> confetti. And... You've got <laughs> lightning coming down in the background with Garth Brooks playing, you know? <laughs> Thunder is rolling yep. right now. Uh, for sure. When you get oh, off, man. like you got salt and rice being thrown at you while you're erupting. So you're talking like we're like we're gonna work out like a synchronized jerking routine, like uh, like the synchronized swimmers will like do formations mm. and no. stroke, stroke, stroke. Light sh- okay. Yeah, Burton will be up there with a megaphone yelling at us. Well, yeah. nothing gets you more arousing than listening to Burton yeah. scream at you in a megaphone. So, Scott, you're getting it wrong. I'm sorry. I didn't say I was partaking in this. I'm sorry. No, no. no. You made it seem like a group activity. No, you and you and yeah. Zool can. I'm going to just Video beat game. off. No. Nope. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Did you say you're going to beat off? No, I said I'm going to be off of here, not even around uh-huh. the computer. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He's going to be in another room on, a, on his own computer. He's going to be the viewer in the, in the pitch black. We can't even see his eyes. And he's just like, all you hear is... <sighs> That's just me having an asthma attack. Don't worry. <laughs> All I know is when I come, I want doves to be let go. It's not That's a sweet. goddamn John Woo movie, dude. It could be. Ooh, what if we jerked off like it was like that? And we're like floating in the air doing karate moves. And we're like, mm. crouching tiger, hidden penis. Uh, uh, no? Yes. I'm, I'm so disturbed. <laughs> and like, sh- I shoot my load and then Skyler Matrix it. And he's... Do you think everyone anyone's ever jerked off in zero gravity? I hope so. And then like God. tried to tried to swim away from their load as it like floats around back at. And it's just the rest of the night just uh, floating around. Inside. Guys, look, it's a 1950s horror movie. <laughs> it's the blob. <laughs> no, actually, it's the glob up here. It's the glob. <laughs> I wonder how or hard maybe... it is to bang in space. Hmm. That's even a ba- have they fucked? Hmm. You'd have to hold on to something. Rooskies are fucking wild, so I guarantee it. You know, you know they've had to have fucked God. in space. You imagine what it's like in the space station where you got the Russian side and you got like the American side, and like on the Russian side you just hear this, you know, Russian music <laughs> and it smells like <laughs> vodka. And you go back there and it's a dimly lit room and everybody's playing cards. They're throwing and potatoes Boris at each and other. Natasha are going at it. <laughs> They've got fucking uh, vodka being made in the corner. It's the first zero gravity <laughs> vodka. <laughs> Bert Kreischer's taped to the wall. We find try to find out if we can make vodka in space. We can. <laughs> yep. It would be kind of cool though, because if you're mm. weightless, you would. It wouldn't matter how much you weighed, like if you were banging a. A big chick would be easy to keep her up in the air. Think of all the acrobatic, you know, positions you could just like, yeah, spin <laughs> and flip. That's, that's gonna be our new thing. Barnum and Bailey fuck. 
Yep. Yeah. I you can't. Floating that's floating 69. I'm not into space tourism. I don't really care about going to space, but that might be fun. In space, no one can hear you come. In space, like, no one can hear you beat. Circus yeah. so lay in space, but they're banging. Mm, yeah. Deep space. Okay. Nine. Like if you if you jacked off in front of somebody and it's in decent expo- exposure, like who would prosecute that because it's up in space? The space police. Oh fuck! Is that like international <laughs> waters up there? Is it lawless? Like that's a good question. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. That's I mean that's where Pornhub's at. You could space. literally do whatever you wanted to in space. Yeah. That's that's how that's how they can have like step brother porn and step grandma porn. Yeah, and Martian porn. Oh grandma, I'm stuck in the dryer. <laughs> what are you doing, step Martian? Oh shove that ice uh. that astronaut ice cream inside me and eat it out. Ooh, freeze dried. Rehydrate it. In my butthole. Today we're going to be covering something that is not in the United States. Well, it is sort of. It's a territory. Yeah. Kinda. But it's not on mainland. It's not on the continent of the North American continent. It's not in oh. space. I thought you said it's incontinent. I was like, I don't know. It has a hard time <laughs> peeing. Wait, no. It has a hard time no? not peeing. Not peeing. <laughs> has pro- he has yeah. the problem. It's got a prostate issue. The whole... Territory of Puerto Rico. Yeah. So. It is quite wet. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This fucking chair is so squeaky. uh, So, like Utah's Skinwalker Ranch, Puerto Rico's El Yunque National Forest is a seeming supernova of often alarming and always perplexing paranormal phenomenon. In the early 70s, was no exception. Well, sort of the 60s, 70s, and on up. Yep, disco was happening. Um, you know, probably lots of coke. Remember Kiss from Hopkinsville? Oh, yeah. They crashed, or the aliens crashed going to the Kiss concert in the future? Yeah. So. Took a little lost turn, ended up in the 50s. Anyway. But. That'll happen. Yeah. So, El Yunque is a, a forest, uh, right? I think it's the only registered national rainforest in the, like, registered under, like, the United States, which is really fucking cool. So, the area in and around El Yunque was hopping with paranormal shit between kids frequently disappearing, creatures slash alien sightings. People being harassed by weird alien creatures. The area really had no shortage of weird shit happening. Uh, I was gonna say there are more than uh, there are more than uh, just that. There's more rainforest in the in the United States. There are, but they're actually. not registered under the. <clears throat> I actually got on the U.S. whatever it's called. Well, uh, the National Rainforest Registry Museum dot com. Uh, website it's like this is that like the uh, sex offenders registry <laughs> yeah. sorry you gotta you gotta register as a registered rainforest you're so wet 
<laughs> You're so wet. You got to go around to all your neighbors and tell you how tell them how wet you are. Did I get so, something yeah. wrong? Is that is there another one? Yeah, in Arizona. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the I don't know what the criteria you're using to base it on. There's the Tongass National Forest in Alaska. There's the Appalachian Temperate Rainforest. There's the Ho Rainforest in Washington. Actually, been there. And Mount Hood Wilderness. When they say rainforest, I think they mean like tropical slash subtropical rainforest. So my bad. It is your bad. You might have said that. You might have said that. I probably didn't. Anyway, it doesn't matter. You said tropical. The only tropical rainforest. So yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Maybe it is. It's at nearly 29,000 acres. It's one of the smallest in size yet. One of the most biologically diverse. Uh, the L.U.K. is littered with breathtaking scenery and clear mountain <gasps> rivers. Clear as clear. It's like a can of Sprite? As a can of Crystal Pepsi. Oh. The forest is also home to a pretty big tourism industry, but as we progress through the episode, you'll find out the areas is home to such paranormal and sci-fi related tales and <clears throat> stories. Mm-hmm. And stuff. Fairies. And things. The 60s was when kids disappearing really got kicked off in El Yunque. <laughs> Yunque? <laughs> Yunque. <laughs> Unkwai. Uh we are going to first discuss some of the strange disappearances of people in L Yunke. So for this section we are using an article written by Scott Corales. Coralse. Coralas. Cor- Coralas. <laughs> Corales. <laughs> Coral-ass. I like coral ass. Coral, coral ass. ass. <laughs> we gotta use that one. Coral ass. Called cover up in Puerto Rican rainforest, and that's our main source for this podcast. So, according to Coralias, in 1965, an eight-year-old girl named Ahmed Maria Esther Figueroa. Jesus fuck! No wonder the girl went missing. We're just gonna call names. her Mary. And uh, Mary was the first uh, official case of a child going missing in the El Yunque. Mm-hmm. Her going missing was definitely under very weird and odd <laughs> and peculiar circumstances. It was a very nice pause there. You had me. I was trying to, you know, pregnant pause, build suspense. You had me from hello. Yeah. <laughs> so when we say weird circumstances, like it's literally no exaggeration. None. Okay. No exaggeration at all. No. No room for it. So as it seems like this basically is pulled from the files of Missing 401. And a lot of these will seem like that too. Um, Maria was within view of her teachers while on a school trip to then... Uh, back then, they called it the Caribbean National Forest, which is now, like we said, called the El Yunque National Forest. So all of the children were being supervised by adults. It wasn't 
it wasn't like it was an ass load of kids either. It was around 20 kids. How much is an ass load of kids? Anything above 20? Because, like, I've deposited you... several millions of kids yeah. into asses. I don't... I don't think they're referring to semen, Burton. Is that not an ass load? But that's an ass load of semen, not an ass load of kids. Kids and semen are the same thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> they're just boneless kids. oh Oh, man what do you want your kids you want a boneless or you bone in (laughs) (laughs) i don't give a shit as long as they've got barbecue sauce on them Mm. my kid come out looking like a fucking frog egg so anyways (laughs) maria went missing almost as if she disappeared into thin air the chaperones and law enforcement looked high and low for her there were no signs of physical evidence, such as footprints heading away, or actually anyone seeing her just fucking floating away. Hmm. It'd be really weird if they seen her just float away. Hmm. Bye bye. Oh, there. Bye, Mary. But it's almost to as go if she did though. Space. <laughs> She's an eight-year-old girl. They jerk off. Nope. 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 <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. We're crossing the area where where Jake would have called like cancellation zone yep mm-hmm. yep yep tipping the line um, tipping the scale the poop didn't stop there <laughs> i fucking hate you thank you <laughs> thank you for restraint in 1973 pick up sticks a young boy named jose alamar jr went missing which will be a tale we talk about in a few minutes in our next section. Then, between the years of 1976 and 78, two Italian boys went missing. The case was dropped shortly after due to the boy's father having involvement with the Italian Mafia. This is the story of Mario. Hey, get at it. Forget about it. It's me, Mario. It's me, Mafioso. So, in 1979, according to a privately circulated paper entitled Abductions in El Yunque, are aliens responsible by one Mr. Hermes Riviera? Uh, it was stated. About 10 years ago, some 15 children disappeared in El Yunque while on a school trip. <laughs> Shut up. What? The teacher responsible for the kid. <laughs> the teacher responsible for the kids committed suicide before the students were ever found. A search team from the U.S. sent to the mountains to try and find the missing youth ran into a short humanoid creature wandering around the bushes. 
As soon as the creature realized he had been seen, it ran and disappeared. The search was fruitless. No trace of the creature or the missing children was ever found. The involvement of Taparello revolutionaries was suspected. Since they had long before threatened to kidnap children all over the U.S., Latino America to sell them for money. Oh, I fucking hate you so bad. I was fine till I looked up. <laughs> you hurt my wrist. Oh, I think I'm giving birth. That accent caught me off guard. Holy shit, I'm sorry guys. I had to edit I had to mute myself because I was laughing so hard. Oh, okay. So besides me just giving birth to beautiful twins, <clears throat> not even the Marines were immune to whatever forces behind the disappearances in L.U.K. In March of 1976, two Marines stationed at the Roosevelt Roads Naval Facility vanished in L.U.K. Like the others, like the other missing cases, the soldiers went missing, and there was no evidence of them walking away. No evidence of any physical skirmishes, kidnappings, almost like they just <whistles> flew off. Skirmishes. <sighs> I hate you, Burton, so fucking bad. So they're not just picking on, taking away kids. They're taking away, like, full-grown soldiers. Yeah. And Marines. Oorah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Love you, Andy. So, and 10 years later, a man named Angel Bernard and his son vanished from the exact same spot uh, sometime around the month of July. The Bernards were lost for four days after wandering off of one of the area's uh, many trails. Now, this sounds uh, normal. Father and son bonding, lost in the rainforest, eating bugs. But that's where it stops. Not the bug eating, but the normal, normalcy. Uh, the Bernards came across strange features such as bottomless pits. Not a normal feature, <laughs> mind you. Pools of quicksand. And the most distressing feature, the skeleton of a hapless, unknown person who never made it out of El Yunque's shroud of mystery. So there were holes in the rainforest, too? Deep holes. Bottomless. Yeah. Mel must have been down there. I think Mel, that or the uh, weird seal thing. Or, or. That comes out, comes out of there. Lives in those holes. Mm. So Angel also had another interesting note to the whole thing. And this is while uh, the moment they became lost in the rainforest, it was four o'clock or so in the afternoon. There was a sudden, abnormal nightfall at the time. So it just, uh, the lights went out at four. Yeah. They're like, yeah, closing time. You don't got to go home. But closing Wait, you can't time. stay here. Oh, you can't stay here forever. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're not ever, leaving, actually. And ever. And ever. There are also many more disappearances in the area that are unsolved. I we I mean we don't have enough time to go through all of them. These are sort of the more interesting ones. But the disappearances even continue today. 
Along with strange cases of missing people, there are also many sightings of, of otherworldly creatures. This first story ties in with the abduction that we, I think Burton briefly mentioned above. Um, the curious case of Jose Alomar Jr. And as they call it, the entity of El Verde, Puerto Rico. So, mm. and when I hear El Verde, I think of like a like Tomatia salsa, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it just makes my mouth water right off the bat. I'm like, let's get the get the Cadoba, get the Verde salsa on there. Mm, my mouth's so my wet, own, dude. Oh, have you ever made your own? Well, good for you. I went got it at Kidoba. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, like, have you made your own before? Uh, no, probably not. Dude, I fucking not, love that shit. Not Tomatia salsa, that is. Oh my god, that gets my wiener hard. Wait, shit, I'm being recorded. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot really when I said that. Still not the most concerning thing we've said so far, so don't worry about it. Yeah, we talked about jerking off in space. I mean, it's true. I mean, I've only done that twice before, so. But anyways, never mind. That was Go ahead. Yeah, yep. Yep. In the fall of 1973, a family stumbled upon a weird encounter that will live with the family. The rest. It's like they stumbled upon. Oh my god, it's a weird encounter! <laughs> it's such a weird encounter. I can't believe we stumbled upon this. Can you believe it, guys? <laughs> this is the first weird encounter I've stumbled upon in a long time. I'm sorry. It's, it's fine. It's, it's it's enjoyable. Yeah. So it's a good. <laughs> in October of 1973, around 9 p.m., in or around El Yunque Rainforest, Anna Dominguez and Jose Alomar were driving. Also in the car with the family was their five-year-old daughter and three other people. Nameless. Yeah, they remain nameless. nameless. people. So the family was driving towards the town of El Verde, which is in close proximity of El Yunque. So the family's on a mission. The Their eight-year-old son... Jose Alomar Jr. disappeared three months earlier. Jose Jr. had vanished, similar to the others, without a trace, while walking a few feet behind his parents on a trail in the El Yunque, leaving many asking just how the fuck fuck? uh, does an eight-year-old just vanish in proximity to the people he's traveling with. But it wasn't like Jose Jr. was silent, and then... Missing. The family was interacting and talking and having fun when Jose just went silent for a few seconds. Both parents turned around and he was gone. That's sort of like the missing 411 up in a. No, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. There's a. I mean, there's a bunch like that where, you know, kids are right there and then they're not. And. Yeah, that's why if I ever have kids, I'm going to fucking tie them up to a leash when I go yep. camping. And then all of a sudden you see them just floating up there like, what the fuck? Uh, you turn around, they're gone, and you're like, but, but, and there's a rock tied to the rope, and <laughs> he's been dragging a rock for a mile. Man, I thought he got heavy, but... He went limp there for a little bit. Yeah. I just heard he was sleeping. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's okay. I'll drag him for a few miles. 
That sounds like anyway. something I've said about my cock before. <laughs> <laughs> so there was uh, no trace or signs that Jose Jr. ran into the woods because within a few seconds, both parents would have been able to see him. He was just gone. He was here a second ago. I don't know where he went. Oh, my God. The family was praying for some breakthrough, but they were taking the investigation into their own hands. After three months of no evidence, the saddened, anguished, broken-hearted, upset, (laughs) hungry family was losing hope that their child was even alive. The group stopped by an old ranch home, and Jose and the three unnamed people, began to look around while leaving Anna and their daughter in the car. Probably scared poopless. <laughs> I mean, would they have been poopless? Not if they've been eating Mexican food. <laughs> well, no, they're used to it. I mean, they're in Puerto they Rico, the so they... Ooh, valid question. If they eat, like, American food, do they get the poops? Like no. a cheeseburger and fries. No, because I've got that over there in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico's uh <clears throat> I mean I don't know about now, but prior to the hurricane. They had everything like we have here. Yep. Oh. After the hurricane, no cheeseburgers. <laughs> no more cheeseburgers. No cheeseburger for you. No, it just came through and took all the cheeseburgers. They're floating out somewhere in the Atlantic. Oh. <laughs> After so, Jurassic tired Park. And... Yep. Yep. Tired and spirits running low. Anna laid her head against the passenger window, probably just hoping for a break in her grief-filled existence. And this is when Anna heard a voice, loud and clear, that sounded just like little Jose Jr., their lost son. The voice was coming from her side of the car, just out of the light's reach. Uh, The voice came again from the intense darkness. Both Anna and her daughter recognized it uh, from uh, as that of their lost son. Anna's sitting there sleeping, and she she hears, Hey, bitch, let me in! Come out here and get me! I think that's what it said, too. It was like, Hey, Mom, I'm I'm back. I'm back! In three months, I've been out here eating bugs. <laughs> Doc Brown dropped me off. Don't worry. I went back to the future to save Barty McFly's uh, dad, who's a oh. pervert. <laughs> uh, but for some reason, we were trying to hook him up with his uh, mom. Mom, I learned how to masturbate <laughs> in space. An old white man with white hair showed me how <laughs> in his space car. His space car. Yep. Yeah. He said he needed it. He said he needed to feel the flux capacitor. And hey, guess what, Mom? <laughs> His name was Rick. <laughs> yeah, that would probably be more of a Rick Rick Sanchez thing to do. Yeah. So, as most parents would have done, Anna reached for the lock. You know, to unlock the door and get the fuck out of there to go look for her son. But before she is able to get her hand on the door lock, 
she saw her daughter looking up to the front windshield, making like this real ugly face, like, oh my god! <laughs> like, half vinegar strokes, half like, the blob's gonna eat me. So, with a trembling finger, the little girl pointed to the outside, or to the front window. And Anna followed her child's finger and gasped in horror. <gasps> Materializing out of the darkness and stepping up to the windshield was a seven-foot-tall, shadow-shrouded, super-thin entity. Anna described the entity as having... It had a huge-shaped head, a long pointy ears, and two huge black oversheaped eyes. Emmett also later described the creature as having no visible features... And being almost completely wrapped in the surrounding darkness. That's when the creature leaned forward and asked, Hola, would you be interested in renewing your car warranty? <laughs> God damn it, I've changed my phone number. Now you're just meeting me at places. Oh, I hate it when you block them like, you block the number like 30 times and somehow they keep calling you. It's always funny, though, you say uh, you realize this is a government phone, don't you? You're breaking like this is violating several laws. And I mean, it's not. But they hang up real quick. I always just talk dirty to them. They'll be like, hi, we're trying to reach Stephanie. We want to talk to her about her life insurance. And I'm like, oh, Stephanie's like, not here right now. But I'll fuck your little husk. Wait, did you just say you'll fuck her husk? Yeah. I'll peel her like a corn on the cob. Mm. Now I'm getting wet. I'm going (laughs) to shuck her real good. Shuck her real good. Mm, I'm going to peel your skin off and throw you in some water. I usually just tell them I don't have a car. And they're like, oh. Throws them for a loop. Do you still want the... Then they're like, do you still want the warranty, though? <laughs> I used to. Yeah. Yeah, I do. So, I'll get it on myself. I've had him call on my <laughs> yeah. work phone several times while I've got J- while I've had Jake on the other line. And so I always tell Jake, if they call while I'm on with him, I always, like, try to see how far I can get him to go. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'll ask him if they have, like, any creams for your nipples or, like, what to do if your nipples are hard longer mm-hmm. than, like, seven <laughs> hours. <laughs> And like they get real pissed, and Jake's like laughing. They're like, "Fuck you! You just wasted my time." And I'm like, "Yeah, you made me waste my time by asking you." You know? Yeah, they're such inconsiderate bastards. Your time? No. Robot sex. So the creature stared at both Anna and her daughter, anxiety-inducing, at best. The terrified mother and daughter stared silently at the unblinking eyes of the creature. After a few seconds, the ugly Latino alien suddenly lunged forward, placing its large, three-fingered, chicken-claw-like hand flat against the windshield. Bacock! <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker! God, let me in. <laughs> Both witnesses, now in a panic, began screaming and pushing on the car horn. When Mr. Alomar and the unnamed 
passengers that were part of his search posse arrived, the strange being had all but vanished into the Puerto Rican air. <laughs> to this date, both mother and daughter are convinced that the voice they heard was was that, in fact, was that uh, the voice of their little lost Jose. However, they're not sure if this was a physical voice that they heard or if it was telepathically implanted into their brains. Neither Jose or his three compatriots heard anyone speaking. No noises. Nothing but car horns and screaming women. Get away from my car! Which is the title of Burton's autobiography. (laughs) Car horns and screaming women. (laughs) I don't know what that means. Look for that on Amazon Books next month. Yeah, and also on Audible. Yeah, I think Bert, you're gonna read the, you know, the. Uh... No, it's narrated by Morgan Freeman. Oh fuck it, a eh? all right, yeah. Who's that? Good choice. Uh, the man with the better voice than God. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. God himself. True. So right around the same time as the Alamar encounter which happened in October 1973. A group of nine campers ventured ventured into El Yunque loaded with camping gear, hoping to get their jollies off by seeing a fucking UFO. At the time, Puerto Rico was in the midst of an intense UFO flap. A a deluge of sightings were coming in from all over the island. But one of the more concentrated places of the sightings was uh, the mountains in the El Yunque National Forest. Hmm. Isn't a deluge a car? There's a day woo. <laughs> oh, That's also a cheap TV. Day woo? <clears throat> yeah. Well, they're like Yamaha. They make like TVs and cars and ATVs and keyboards. And <laughs> Are they like that? Because you could buy a Yamaha... You know, like a, you can buy a Yamaha eight, four wheeler and a and a keyboard mm-hmm. and a guitar, a wood chipper, yep. wood wood chipper. Yamaha is a good company. Anything that makes is typically good. Daewoo. Yeah, I don't Daewoo know about Daewoo. Reputable. Huh? They're, uh, they're reputable. It's bona fide. Yeah, it's bona fide. It's a suitor. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Oh. Oh. Oh, my nipples just popped. <laughs> what? <sighs> yep, just loosen up them nipple joints, Burton. Sit back and loosen them puppies up. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you got to let the nipples fly. You got to blast the nips. So weird shit began happening almost from the beginning of their camping excursion. When the uh, group encountering encountered uh, a trio of hikers, all oddly dressed in the same clothing, with nearly identical facial features, <laughs> coming from the uh, other way down the mountain. Well, these were these guys were just filming um, identical triplet pornography in the woods. Backyard hmm. bandits. Backyard <laughs> bandits. What's that? Well, you haven't okay. seen it, obviously. Uh, if you have to ask, then you don't know. It's yeah. like Little Rascals. 
Okay. Only with a lot more fucking and more people over oh. the age of 18. Okay. That's good, because little rascals were all children, so, yeah. Well, Stephen King could get away with it. Why can't we? Nope. <laughs> you know, a coked up guy in the, when did he write that? 70s, 80s? 80s. Yeah, you give him a pass. There's a, a guy was on a lot of coke. What can you do? Well, Hitler was on a lot of meth. I mean, I didn't see him get a fucking pass. Well, I think there's a big difference. <laughs> I think there's a big difference between depicting a child orgy in a book. I think we're just and, splitting uh, hairs now. <laughs> maybe a little bit. Uh, anyway, so he countered the uh, trio. They encountered the trio coming from the other way down the mountain. The hikers appeared pale, featureless for the most part. A description similar to some men who are frankly dressed in black that we... The trio did not say a word or even acknowledge the group of people. Uh, weird interaction that many of the group would later comment on acknowledging it. So once the hikers had passed, one of the guys would get the group together and take a picture of everybody. So these hikers were right behind the group, you know, as the picture was taken. There was only one issue. The trio of guys came up in the picture as like a, a floating mist. There was no observable backpacks, hats, clothes, or anything. Just a mist floating. Mm. That's fucking weird. Mm. I've seen that picture before. Oh, that's just Frank. He, that's, his, that's his mist form right there. I've lived that. <clears throat> floating blobs, floating mist. The group continued up the trail and set up camp in a clearing uh, up on the mountainside, planning to watch the skies for UFO activity while they were there. Um, I mean, that part's kind of weird. The whole reason for the group to hike up the mountain was to be a voyeur of the night skies. A lot of the night was quiet, and nothing was seen from above. Night sky voyeurs. Nice. Nice. So at one point during the night, there was a like a brush and bushes around them were crackling and sounded like somebody was walking around. But they said it seemed like it was muted. You know, as if somebody was trying to be stealthy. So, it could have only been a person. They said, like, the weight, the sound of it had to be, like, a weight, uh, like, a person. They said there's no natural predators in that area that are, like, that size. So, the group naturally assumed it was just another person sneaking around being an asshole. And much how I would have done it, they called out to whoever was out there, but nobody answered. And the force fell silent again for quite some time. But they said it was disturbingly quiet. No crickets, no like grasshoppers jacking off, no lightning mm -hmm. bugs, you know, fucking quiet. And yep, no hands rubbing together either. <laughs> Can't so, get warm. So they started to doubt that they actually heard anything at all. 
and it was just in their heads. So the night was quiet so far, minus the weird uh, semi-muted footsteps around the camp. This would soon change, and the sounds of screams would echo off of the trees. So when the campers were preparing to call it a night and go to night-night town, the sounds of the forest returned. Only louder this time. And there was no... And there was now, obviously... More than one person out there. Night, Jim Bob. Hmm. Night, night, Eddie. Night, night. Good night. Then all of a sudden, yeah, all of a sudden you hear the voice that oh shakes God. everything. So the group was in a clearing, but surrounded by dark woods. Shit's already dark, but coupled with the added darkness of the rainforest, it was what professionals would refer to as dark as fuck. (laughs) Using the dim firelight and flashlights, the group peered into the darkness and could now make out at least five or a half dozen vaguely humanoid figures sneaking up, all creepy and weird-like, around the forest uh, surrounding them. Fuck. (laughs) That's really weird, though. Um, at several points, a creature would sneak up to the border of the camp light and darkness of the woods and just stop. So just imagine, like, you're sitting there, and, like, you hear all these people around you, and the creature runs up to where, like, you can barely see a figure. (laughs) Yep, and looks at you like he's a weirdo. (laughs) Runs away going, (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That is but scary. each, but each time, these creatures would run up. They would run closer into the light, showing more of their features. Um, and it basically scared the shit out of the people because the campers, because these weren't people; these were actually gray-skinned humanoids with elongated ears and claw-like hands. Does that sound familiar? The rake? No, the damn creature from the first part in El Verde. Oh. Swamp thing? No. Oh. God damn it, no! You fucking took it. I love you so much, Skylar. I was, I mean... You guys can't be in I'm here for you. No. I'm here for Swamp Thing. No, I'm here for him. Swamp Thing for President, that. 2014. That's swampy appendage swinging. Oh, it's so <sighs> ivy-ish. After finally seeing these creatures, the campers felt the urgent sense to get the fuck out of there. There's only one issue with that. More creatures were now seen blocking the trail south of the camp to get the fuck off the island. Oh no, you're not leaving. Oh no. Yeah, (laughs) only leaving now. The way to get out is through the dense forest. But it's fucking nighttime. So... Woods and shit like that, you know, walking through at night isn't as bad. But this area was flanked on most of the sides by steep cliffs. 
you know, visibility's cut off really short because you got trees coming out the ass. And you just so happen to step one too, one step too far past the tree and mm. Splat sounds like bang. they should have fought. Pancake time. But the creatures aren't attacking yet. Yeah, they should have prepared to fight. Yeah. My dad's like, I would have shot him. I'm like, Dad, they haven't like done anything yet. They haven't invented gunpowder yet. I hate you. During the encounter, the group's leader, Mr. Herberto, Hurry Beto, Harry Berto. <laughs> Harry Berto. I got a Harry Bert. I got a Harry Berto. Uh, I'm going to call Burton that. Harry Berto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Harry Berto Ramo- Ramos would claim <laughs> that one of the creatures had stopped running around like a dipshit began to stare at him <laughs> like a pedophile at a daycare. And Mr. Ramos felt that if the creature was trying to figure out what he was and how he could fuck him. But, now the story doesn't mention this, but prior to the encounter, Mr. Ramos actually had to carry his testicles up the mountain via wheelbarrow. And this is the only way that could possibly explain the next set of events. Ramos interpreted the weird stare as a sign that the creature wanted to communicate and not a sign that he wanted to fuck him. So Mr. Ramos crept closer to the being <laughs> slowly and as non-hostile looking as possible, giving him the old fuck me eyes, you know? like Rapey eyes. The creature's like, oh. you have something stuck in your eyes? Is there something wrong? Do you need a Q-tip? <laughs> as he approached... As the... As he approached the creature, Ramos could see that it had a triangular head and extraordinary eyes. I think he did want to have sex with him. The eyes later being described as giant ovals similar to that of the creature that fucked with Mr. Jose Alomar and his family and took their little junior Jose. Oh, so many years ago. The creature remained calm as Mr. Big Balls Ramos mm-hmm. approached him. Old Big Balls did not notice that he was getting closer. More, of, or as he was getting closer, more of the creatures came into view. The creature had some gnarly-looking claws on its hands. Mr. Ramos, Mr. Ramen Noodle, wasn't letting big-ass claws stop him. Ramen Noodle Man kept approaching it until he was able to touch it. Ramos would later describe the skin as neither cold nor rubbery. No other details were given, such as warm and juicy or sticky and hard. Succulent. This dude reached out and fucking touched this this creature. Reach out and touch. I hate that song so bad. Yeah, it's okay. But no, isn't that weird, though? The dude, like, that's the last thing I would have thought of. I don't think he had big. I don't think he had. um, I don't know big balls. I think he had blue balls. Yeah. (laughs) It's like my wife hasn't put out. Let me fuck you. I'm in a bit of a drought here, sir. I don't know who you are, but I like your eyes. And those claws look like they could really reach some places on my back. (laughs) 
Do you know where the prostate is by chance? <laughs> they said it's loaded with nerve endings, so you get up there and I'll jizz like a chupacabra on the 4th of July. Funny thing about my back is it's located on my cock. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, sir. I do have a back of my cock. Don't worry. <laughs> a fleeting few seconds, Ramos believed that something important was about to happen. Ramos looked deep into the eyes of the big clawed gray creature and assumed it was about to communicate. <laughs> you know, he's sitting there, they're like, oh, me so horny. And the other creature's like, me gonna rape you. When one of the fucking idiot campers pulled out their 1970s floodlight and shined it on the creature. So, in response, old Big Claws scurried away from Big Balls. <laughs> and the friendship ended. Aww. And Big Balls, so they didn't see old Big Claws for a second, and then they looked down, and I guess they seen him with the other Big Clawed, Big Clawed creatures blocking the pathway down. I don't know how they knew it was him. Like, I didn't know if he was, like, wearing a name tag saying, hey, I'm Bill. <laughs> hey, Bill, he went down there. Hey, Bill. Good guy. We're gonna <laughs> fuck. <laughs> but no. Mm. I imagine... Have you guys seen House on Haunted Hill? Yeah. The doctor, like... The evil doctor, like, shakes. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it looks real weird. That's why I picture... Or... Dreamcatcher. When the aliens are going against, like, the uh, helicopters and all that shit. Mm. You guys not seen that movie? That's an awesome fucking movie. It's underrated as fuck. I don't watch movies. What's a movie? What is watching? What is the watching? So after Big Balls Ramos um, made it back to his friends, the creatures kept circling the camp all night long, continuing their reign of harassment. Um, it's got to be pretty terrifying to have these fucking alien child molesting rapists catcalling old Big Balls all night. Look at that cock! Bring them balls. Bring me them big old balls. Look at yeah. that. Mm, Look the at those balls round on that eyes. Um, during this prolonged terror, one of the campers was so stressed and scared that he began to hit himself in the head with a flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> he stated that he was trying to think of any way to knock himself out so he wouldn't have to go through the experience... Of, of the experience, have to go through with experience and everything. Well, if I'm gonna get molested by, a, if I'm gonna get molested by an alien, I'm gonna be unconscious. <laughs> I don't know what that dick's like. <laughs> <laughs> I did think that was weird. He just like start banging himself really hard. Later, one of the campers allegedly went into a trance-like daze. That's right. And he began walking out into the woods like a zombie. Brains. Zombie. I was thinking more, yeah, like the cranberries. <laughs> In your hand. <laughs> they was like, what is this you were singing? What is this? Zombies. <laughs> and our bombs. 
and their bombs. <laughs> when another camper went to retrieve him, he saw the first guy staring at a, quote, glimmering polychromatic egg. And it wasn't Easter. He found it on the floor of the forest, and soon the second man fell into a hypnotic state as well only snapping out of it when the two of them were pulled away by another camper who averted his eyes from the multicolored egg. I'm assuming. They would later see one of, the cre- uh, one of these creatures holding this egg and speculate that it had been sort of a bait to bring them out in the mm-hmm. woods. The creature then offered, then turned and, and then... Uh, is quoted saying, can I offer you a, a nice egg in this trying times? What? And then it was over. I pictured the creature walking back to the group and be like, who wants breakfast? <laughs> Who's got the gravy? So, with the voyeuristic creatures lurking just out of reach of the light, no one was able to sleep. When daylight began to slip through the forest and into the landscape, the humanoids began to retreat, eventually disappearing into the woods. Oddly enough, moving off, moving into the direction where like the cliffs were and the rock faces and all that shit. So, when morning fully came, the extremely <clears throat> tired and emotionally drained campers examined the area to find it peppered with strange... Large and deep footprints. And giant piles of shit. <laughs> and an eggshell of a polychromatic <laughs> egg. <laughs> Ooh, the polychromatic omelet. Yeah, they left their skillet there too. It was still mm. hot. The group packed up their shit, took it down to like down the mountain to their wherever they were parked at, came back up. And investigated the area a little bit more. They took a plaster cast of alien footprints. And they also noticed like little like snake marks in between the footprints all around the place. As if they were dragging something with them. <laughs> Snakes? No, big dicks. Mm. You look at it, you're like, God damn, that son of a bitch is hung. It could just be coming out of their ass from their penis fly traps. Mm. We need to make a horror movie porn. They are in the, you know, tropics. Could be just just, uh, just like stuck an anaconda between their legs. Mm -hmm. Because they like that. uh, They like the uh, baby got back. (laughs) And they took it literally. Uh, So... Walk around, my anaconda don't want none if they got buns, hun. <laughs> mm. I don't know that song that well. So. Yeah, me neither. I fail. Is that Dr. Flex or Sir Mix? Yeah, it's Dr. Dre. Dr. Uh, I think it's Eminem. Dr. Eminem. It's Sir Mix Lot. Sir Mix Lot. He is knighted, and that's pretty impressive. <laughs> the group ended up getting the plaster cast. They took photographs of the prints and. Like, got out of there as soon as they fucking was able to gather all that evidence. Interesting enough, this wasn't the end of the group's story. Because 
several months later, where the people were keeping this evidence at, was broken into by unknown parties and everything was stolen. Mm. So, either it's like, you know, coincidental because we had this evidence and now it's stolen or, you know, cover up. So, the last story we're going to talk about is an incident that happened seven months after our last tale. Um, On May, or in May of 1974, a man named Mr... Frederico Alvarez, a college professor, led a group of students at midnight to El Yunque in an effort to see if there was any truth to the stories. Disappearances, weird cryptid encounters, and UFO sightings. Much like the last story, the weird shit started off pretty much right off the bat. While driving up uh, we're driving up to the peak in a car with its headlights off. The <laughs> band of investigators had an early taste of the supernatural, and it tasted good. A shadowy silhouette dashed across the darkened, uh, the darkened road ahead of their vehicle. No details could be made out of the figure, aside from the fact that it was very tall and maybe built like a brick shit house. Quote, end. Maybe weird, but also <laughs> the assholes had their headlights off. So Why how the, did they know? Yeah. So you had no light, and you're driving up a fucking mountain road with no yeah. headlights on. Yeah. They're living living on the edge. They're living moss. <laughs> living, yeah. <laughs> Much like in the, the giant of Kantar. <laughs> He is so, living moss. So four of the students seated in the back seat opened the doors and charged out in hot pursuit of the tall, shadowy figure that crossed the road. Like any fucking good dumbasses, the four students charge into dark woods with no regards. You know, you figured Alvarez would have not done that because he's older and supposedly more wiser than the college students, correct? Yeah. Nope. Alvarez pulled off the side, stopped the vehicle, and joined the chase, realizing that he and his peers were running along a path that appeared to have been previously cleared through the vegetation. The trail led to a large stone landing, or lookout point, from which the lights of San Juan could be seen in the distance. There is no trace of the shadowy fucker, uh, in all honesty, what kind of fucking trace does a fucking shadow leave? Uh, yeah. Smoke. Look, there's shadows on the ground. It must be from him. That's that's shadow people poop. I mean, I was gonna ask what kind of people a person like would go chase some shadowy creature out into the woods. Uh, but I'd imagine the same people that drive up a mountain with their lights. <laughs> True. Yes. So, par for the course. <laughs> yep. That's a good observation, Zool. The students decided to make it for the Yoka Observation Tower. It was a three-story turret-like structure that affords an excellent view of the surrounding <laughs> countryside. Oh, look at that view. 
That's a stunning view. Some of the students were nervous and scared due to everyone jumping out of the vehicle. <laughs> not, not because they were driving up a mountain with the lights off. <laughs> Which really would be the more concerning thing at hand. But, yeah. Uh, they also, uh, yeah. So, jumping out of the vehicle and chasing after the shadowy figure in the middle of a rainforest. These students had heard the rumors... Uh, from the previous group that had been up there, and uh, they were in terror terrorized there for hours. They feared that it could happen again. Dun, dun, dun. Shit. Before we move on, I want to let you guys know that we're having some technical hip hiccups currently. No. Oh. <laughs> None. This has been flawless. Burton's computer decided to take a shit on him, and Skylar's internet is less than good. Being weird right now. Uh, so we're going to try to hobble through this. We only got like two, like a page left. So bear with us. You need to send Burton a message and ask him for his thoughts about this so he can read them. <laughs> when the students arrived at Yoke Observation Tower, they decided to MacGyver up a rudimentary alarm system against the possible to help them protect against possible intruders. Um, like I said, it was pretty rudimentary. Uh, the alarm system consisted of a trip wire attached to a bunch of aluminum cans strategically placed at the bottom of the stairwell um, leading up to the observation tower's top. So everybody's relaxed. Yeah, pretty cool. Mm. My question is, why the fuck were there so many cans up there? Uh, they were probably up there partying. So, um, so between one thirty and one forty-five in the morning, Alvarez stated the cans began to rattle. Hesitantly, the students descended from the tower's observation deck to witness an unsettling sight. The cans were moving around on their own accord. Hmm. <laughs> They say, though, when the cans are a rocking. <laughs> you need you more drinks? Have another beer. <laughs> so, which, imagine the wire being lifted and being shaken like five foot above the ground. <laughs> yep, definitely normal. <laughs> yep. So, so good. So, some of the group members felt that things had gone far enough, you know. Apparently not jumping out of the vehicle and chasing after a shadow person was far enough. Or, you know, just parking the vehicle on the side of the road. Or driving up the mountain, you know, with no headlights was far enough. But when you see uh, some cans just shaking willy-nilly by themselves, it's time to leave. So they wanted to leave immediately. But Alvaro was like, you know, you need to stay. We're going to see some shit up here. And... We might, you know, do some orgy-like things. We're going to see some shit. Could the cans not have been shooken around by the wind or perhaps a <clears throat> a uh, mischievous rainforest uh, like marmot or marsupial? <laughs> what the fuck did, like, a... Oh, koalas aren't in that area, but, like, a toucan or something like it, pick it up and start flying around in circles? <laughs> Oh, it's a fucking toucan again. Fuck. Any doubts that may have, <laughs> they may have had about UFOs 
were resolved at two o'clock in the morning when a massive cock oval some cock 30 oval. feet in diameter by 30? Alvarez's <laughs> 300 feet in diameter by Alvarez's ejaculations appeared from the gap between two adjacent peaks. It <clears throat> Okay, so a huge huge oval. Huge. China oval. China bigger oval than, bigger than China. We got oh, ovals sorry. bigger than China. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was it was short and fat and it filled the gap between two adjacent <laughs> peaks. Just like my mom always said. Uh, it remained motionless for five minutes because it didn't want to come early. And in five. <laughs> yeah, it was thinking about work and baseball. Grandma's hands. Dead kitties. Dead kitties. So Whatever you got to do, I think about dead man. cats. Whatever you, you got to do. Dude, I literally think about dead kittens when I'm trying not to come. <laughs> I will say that in my head. It doesn't job. I used to think of Mother Teresa until I what came, you, what I'm like, <laughs> oh, fuck. Sorry, but what if you were like, dead cats, dead cats? Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> it's like, oh, I've learned something really terrible about myself right now. That's what happened uh, with Mother Teresa. Dead cats got her off? No, uh, I was thinking of Mother Teresa, and I was like, oh, oh fuck. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so after five minutes, it was out in full view of the students before vanishing behind one of the nice breast-shaped mountains. The unknown craft did not reappear, and it was quiet the rest of the night. Behind the tit mountain. Tit mountain. (laughs) (laughs) So, like we said in the beginning, the area has had many sightings of UFOs, weird creatures, and disappearances. These sightings and disappearances still continue today. Oh, the closest equivalent here stateside would be like Mount Shasta. Isn't that a knockoff Mountain Dew drink? <laughs> no. Mount Shasta? Yeah. <laughs> I hate you. It is. <laughs> Do the Shasta. <laughs> I, think Shasta. Their, I think that's their slogan. Mm-hmm. It originated so, in Puerto Rico. But no, Mount. we've actually talked about Mount Shasta in an episode, but like that place, we're gonna do a full episode on it because a lot of fucking people go missing. There's believed to be an alien base inside of it. They see a lot of aliens up there, you know, orgies, and yes. uh, you know. But like I said, we're gonna fully read through Mount Shasta sometime later. But ask yeah. Skyler and Burton what they thought. Make sure you ask Zool. <laughs> I have to write that to remind myself. So, Zul, what'd you think of this? I don't know. <laughs> you dick. Uh, I think all these kids are, uh, you know, I think they're. I think all these kids honestly are probably delinquents, troublemakers, uh, a little Jose and Mary, <laughs> Mary four names, you know. <laughs> These kids, these kids, they get out there, they get out there in the wild and they, you know, they're like, I don't want to go with my parents and they bail, try to join the circus, but the circus doesn't want them. So, you know, they're scraping by shining shoes, 
<clears throat> making beef jerky on the corner of the street. Out of human flesh? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Maybe a toucan here or there. Toucan jerky is mm. pretty... Uh, toucan jerkies? Toucan jerkies. It's always toucan. It's never toucan't. Well, that's because there are people that can, or it's a creature that can do. Yeah, that's why, you know. As Danny Trejo said, don't be a Mexican. <laughs> be a Mexican. Exactly. What movie was that in? Was that Mach- no, Machete? Machete, was it? Was it Machete? Machete? Yeah. Fucking I don't know, I just made Danny that up. Uh, I just watched so... it for Lindsay Lohan's boobs. Did you have boobs in that? Yeah. <laughs> well, no. no. <laughs> nope. They, uh, they, they grew later. <laughs> that was... <laughs> yeah, that's one of the movies she had boobs in. <laughs> you know what they say about Lindsay Lohan's? What? That, 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 she's got boobs. <laughs> what the fuck? That's yeah, a fair that's assessment. Right there. That's a fair assessment. <laughs> uh, but no, you know, uh, making jerky out of Lindsay Lohan's movie boobs, Herbie. Fully loaded. <laughs> um, yeah, don't ask me ever again. <laughs> but I think. <laughs> uh, Bert, what do you think about this? I think uh, I think John Hammond picked up a few people, and they got mixed up with some Velociraptors, and they got caught up in an untimely death. Due to dinosaurs being brought back. Oh, okay. Yeah. So your whole theory is that this was a cover up for Jurassic Park. Yes. <laughs> TJ, no expense uh, on making those children disappear. What's the f- what's the famous sound from Jurassic Park, TJ? <laughs> oh God. Yes. The whole thing, I was supposed to also pronounce uh, Puerto Rico like an old 50-year-old lady that goes, or a 60-year-old lady that goes there on vacation. Puerto Rico? Puerto? Puerto Rico? Where is Rico? Swap. I don't know. But he used to be able to throw a football over the mountains. Uncle Rico. But no, I'm not going to lie. I thought this was a pretty cool story. Um, I like how it sort of came yeah. like this one area is sort of fucked up because all this shit frequently happens there. Mm. It's, it's like the so Pilates or, Pilot, or Pilates or whatever the name is. Pilates. Yeah, yeah Pilates. He hadn't <laughs> done anything with George these? Nori. Paul David Pilates. <laughs> if uh, if uh, if you were gonna have some Verde salsa, would you put it in your shoes? George, that makes no sense. We're we're talking about missing exactly. children. Exactly. Yes. Missing children. Would you slather them in verde salsa <laughs> before you put them in a tortilla or a tortilla? Uh, George, we wouldn't be eating the kids. <laughs> but no, Paladias, he never he hadn't he hadn't investigated none of this. You know what? I haven't looked into that. Um hmm. I'm betting he has at some point. This, I mean, it's like got four one one all 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 over it. Yeah. The uh, I don't know. It's now they've got uh, chupacabra, which I didn't. I don't think they really 
talked much. I don't know if chupacabra was really something that was in the common vernacular back in the 70s. Do you know? I don't know. Yeah, I know they that became that... popular in the 1974. I'm fucking murder you. Pick up sticks. Yep. With the porn goat sucker. <laughs> but... Goat sucker does Dallas. Yep. Can't say Dallas doesn't love you. So, thanks for listening, guys. Sorry about the technical issues towards the end. Um, Skyler would sometime throughout the episode break up like a robot. They won't know. You don't have to say it. No, they will in a few parts. <laughs> just because uh, we're like, eh, we'll just let it go. Yeah, I can see mm-hmm. my stream dropping and coming back. It's weird. Story of my life happens when we get older. Yeah, sometimes the stream, sometimes you eat the stream, sometimes the stream eats you. Can't yep. stop after you start. It stings. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it if you made it this far. Um, oh, please follow us, like us, and all that other shit on social medias. Tell your dogs, tell your cats, tell like place us right next to an ant mound, mm-hmm. tell your priest. Yeah. So your grandmas. Yeah, bring, bring your priest in on it. Crawdad holes are starting to pop up, by the way. Ooh, it's that time of year. It's crawdad hole season. Take us on your phone into confessional and let your priest listen to it. He will probably just tell you to leave. <laughs> Especially when they hear my anti-Catholic rhetoric, so. That is probably the least problematic <laughs> part. But yes, also also that all right we love you toodles eat my butt goodbye